All right. Uh, okay, everybody. Well, I guess welcome back to the Woodscast. Uh, I am Justin coming to you from uh, Chicagoland. This is a podcast where two dudes that are, uh, we're told we're brothers, uh, enjoy about five too many adult beverages and shout into the abyss about shit nobody really cares about. And as always, everything is made up and the points don't matter. Um, with me, per the usual, is the younger, uh, uh, less handsome part of the Woodscast, mm-hmm. my brother Shay. That's, that's inappropriate man let me tell you i was i was at the dog park i was i was at the dog park for the before before we came here and there was this one tree in the center of the dog park and the very center of that tree was a fucking squirrel that was surrounded by like 30 dogs and it was the same look on that squirrel's face as that old man in the power pole from tremors that had climbed up the power pole and Uh starved to death yeah yeah that that's what i've been thinking about so uh you know, just just think about it, Justin. Just All right. Well, that story went nowhere. And uh, <laughs> with us also today are two, two, two of our buddies who've been on the podcast before. We have been uh, shooting messages back and forth for, for several days now. Uh, and we need to get all this out and into the abyss. Uh, my buddy Adam and uh, Phil, how's it going, guys? Don't everybody speak up at once. Yeah. Hey, Justin, how you doing? <laughs> Great radio. You, you got to call that on us phenomenal. one at a time, man. Okay. Yeah, you can't do us both like that. That puts Don't us tell us really how to do this. Yeah, we got tens of dollars into this production. Yeah, right? we'll Don't boot your ass out of this yeah. Zoom fa- so fast your head will spin. I'll boot you both right now. Uh, no, Adam, how you doing? Coming to us from West Virginia. Oh, I'll live. Yeah, doing good. And then uh, new uh, homeowner, Phil, in northern Kentucky, I believe, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, yep, just moved across the river from... Uh, the old Queen City, Cincinnati. So house is going well. A uh, uh, couple of little bumps here and there, and just put together a, a new dining room table tonight. So that's we're on our way. Fun, that's the kind of fun shit that uh, keeps on giving. That's right. Yeah, I knew you were. I, I, I was trying my damnest not to say you still lived in in Cincinnati because I knew that was wrong. I, that's well, all. and I, now I have to say that I'm I don't live in Cincinnati because I'm technically outside of the outer belt. And that's always been my general rule. If you live inside of it, you can say Cincinnati. If you're outside, you can't. And now I'm outside, and I can't say that because like it's hick. my rule. Like a hick. And you're not Mitch McConnell. Yeah. I'm also very much not a turtle. Yes. We will get to what rules matter and what rules do not matter here later or shortly. Um, first of all, let's run through the numbers uh, before I forget. Um, alcohol inventory. I've had about four beers. How's everybody else doing? Haven't even poured one because I was busy weird. making a table. <laughs> see how you should have had them while you're. How do you not table? drink yeah, while you put see. furniture together? I don't yeah. understand that. Because then I get I get mad and yell at the table, and that's just not. I mean, I'm a sane person most of the time. So yeah, that's how that's how building furniture works. Yeah, Phil disclosing to the world that he's a mean drunk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. At furniture. <laughs> Uh, honey, Only if uh, you're inanimate. Yeah, honey, uh, the table's put together. I did smash it to shit after I put it together, but it's it's over there. I see Adam. The heavy son of a gun. <laughs> yeah, I see Adam. Adam and Shay are swigging on stuff. Uh, I am doing a hard seltzer and vodka. So, giddy up. Uh, I'm I'm about three quarters of the way through a vodka tonic. There you Noice. go. Noise. That's, that's I mean that's basically what I've got, but it's trashier. Yeah. Well, I uh, I like to get that out in in ahead of time so that everybody knows why we get silly towards the end of this. Um, we don't usually start sober. We definitely don't end sober. So, uh, okay. Rest of the numbers. Uh, we are in the one one thousand three hundred forty day of the Trump administration. 
Uh, North Korea, a situation that shit's been solved for 832 days, Shay. Shay just got a new coin. Hold on to that. I'm so thick. thrilled. So thrilled. Can't even stress. Yeah. Honestly, like I saw it in the mail. I was like, yes. So I can't wait till when I'm an old man. If I live that long, I'm going to tell people about this. They're going to go, what? And I'm going to show them this coin and they're going to go, what the fuck? So uh, Phil, Phil and Adam, I, don't, um, I bought a bunch of people in our family that North Korea summit coin. Oh, yeah. It went on sale for like 19.99, And then, of course, they realized how bad of an idea that was. And it shot the price up real high. And uh, Shay's got stolen, and I found some some sucker on eBay that did not know what he had because like now they're going for like two hundred fifty bucks. It's silly how much they uh, are worth on eBay. But I found a cheap one to replace it, so that shit's happened. Uh, Eight hundred thirty two days ago, um, I'm pretty sure Kim Jong Un's dead, but we won't find out about that for a while. No. Um, two hundred seventy eight days ago, Trump was impeached. He was acquitted two hundred twenty eight days ago, and this is so weird how close this lines up. The um, we are in a global pandemic that uh, started in March 11th. That was 194 days ago. Just and I mean, it's weird to think that Trump was acquitted and then two weeks later we we were officially in a global pandemic, or some shit like that. Oh, yeah, that's insane. Weeks. Yeah, it's insane. And of course, we are 43 days away from the uh, 2020 uh, 2020 election. Um, okay, polling and where are we in the race? Uh, so right now. It's everything's been pretty static, even with all the uh, um, shit that you guys have seen in the news. Um, RCP, uh, real clear politics, has got Biden up by six point one, three point eight. Biden's up by three point eight in the battleground states. Biden versus Trump in uh, five thirty eight is uh, Biden plus six point nine, and as of today, excuse me, there is a seventy seven um, out of a hundred percent chance that uh, Biden is going to win the election. Now, we have all heard that before, but I don't know. It's better than uh, Hillary Clinton's odds right before the election. Last time, at least. <laughs> Everybody's making faces. Not by much, though. I was I, I feel like the last thing I saw until it really shifted was she. it was like a 70-30 split or something. Maybe 70... No. It was 75-25. Yeah. The last. So... Oh. I don't know. The polling's looking good for Biden. Um, we've we've heard a lot of people. I don't know if a lot of you've heard it, but everybody's like, "Yeah, there's so much enthusiasm for Trump." But I hear that from places like Kentucky and West Virginia, where it's like, "Hey, I asked uh. everybody that I asked everybody at my local Trump rally if they were going to vote for Trump. They said yes." I'm like, "Yeah, no shit. Yeah, of course you got." Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like, "Hey, I asked a bunch of people in Boulder if they wanted Bernie Sanders to be president, and they said yes." Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> Fuck out of here. So the the thing is that. Um, <clears throat> unenthusiastic votes still count and yeah. like being extra enthusiastic doesn't let you vote twice so um, <laughs> i like that yeah <laughs> so like people don't have to be super jazzed about joe biden they just have to be minimally jazzed enough to like go five minutes out of their way to the polls i yeah. mean especially um, if you live somewhere like me where all i gotta do is check a box and stick that shit in the mail and forget about it yeah, it's and some places make it really easy. Some places make it harder, of course. But yeah, Adam's right. Like it's not as if you go to the polling place and they hand you a mallet and you've got one of those, you know, Carnival Fair hammers, where, you know, where you smack it and if you're enthusiastic enough to hit it all the way to the top, you get two votes. That's not how that works. That if that's how that would work, we just we'd have a different plan. We would just send steroids to all the Democrats and like so they all get three or four votes. But, um, yeah, so that that's where the race is right now. Um, Shane and I were talking about this before. I don't think 
much is going to change. And well, I say that now, and then we're going to talk later about um, Ruth Bader Ginsburg passing away and how much that's going to uh, upend a lot of a lot of talk lately. But um, until we have the first debate, I don't think there's going to be a big shift in polling. No. Yeah, so I if, but I mean, that's only what a week from now. That's not. Yeah, basically twenty six. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's uh, is it twenty sixth or twenty ninth? So they're they're not being twenty six. Any kind of a an expected shift really is is consistent with what we've seen so far because the polling in this race has been 29. just incredibly static. I mean, other, other than Trump's numbers went down noticeably during the real like height of the pandemic, uh, and have kind of rebounded a little bit since then, but. I mean, it's just been a lot more static than the polling in 2016. It's been more static than the polling in 2012 or 2008. Um, and I think that's because people's minds are just made up about Donald Trump. Yeah, I, I agree. There, there, there's just not a, a large contingency of persuadable voters because of how polarizing he is. Well, I, I think I remember like right before the election, there were still polls that said Trump would win by 3 or 3% or something like that. Like... In the days leading up to the election, that's how volatile all the polling was, and um, uh, of course we've all heard about the uh, the um, the uh, secret Trump voter, and the guys at five thirty eight, God bless them, like they talked about that, and that they had a really great point in that if you had secret Trump voters, then you would see a discrepancy between online polling and like call in polling. So like if I call Phil, for example, and he's a secret Trump voter, but he thinks I'm gonna like I don't know bash him or like look down at him. For saying that, he's going to tell me in person that he's undecided. But then if I send him a, a, an online survey, he'll be like, oh, yeah, fuck Trump. Hell, yeah, let's do this, you know? Like, that's that's how that, that would work. And they saw no discrepancy. I'm not saying you voted for Trump. Hey, but... Also, no. the, the, the secret... <laughs> Also, the secret Trump voter theory kind of also flies in the face of the enthusiasm gap theory. Yeah. Because if if you take the enthusiasm gap theory at face value, then you're more likely to see secret Biden voters because less enthusiastic voters are less likely to answer a poll. That makes sense. And you would also see like the um, the secret uh, shit. I'm getting myself confused. The secret Trump voter would have shown up in places like California more than it did. You know, you would have had polling in California that said, like, of course, they're not going to vote for Trump because, you know, he's a crazy person. And then on Election Day, you'd see a big spike in, in his numbers, which wouldn't have mattered in California, but it would have been a thing, you know. But again, like we were talking about before, I think this has to do a lot with where you are. Like, Shay is in Boulder, Colorado, or, you know, near Boulder, Colorado, a very more liberal area. I'm in a working class part of Illinois, which is going to be super blue regardless. Um Adam, West Virginia, it's going to be Trump 2020 all the way across. Yeah, I, I'm in a little blue pocket in West Virginia, though. Yeah. Phil, uh, outside of uh, outside of Cincinnati, it seems, I mean, like, it'd be bluer the closer you get to Cincinnati, I have to assume, right? Or it that's is. How, it's, how it would feel. It is. So, in the, I mean, that's how the counties in, o, in Ohio go, right, where you've got your big cities, your Cleveland, Columbus, Cincinnati, Dayton, a little bit of Toledo, um, some pockets on the on – the, eastern border with pennsylvania are are blue and the rest is pretty heavy red but land doesn't vote right exactly only in the electoral college that's yeah. right so and now here in northern kentucky um well we know who their senators are so yeah yeah there's a, just a um speaking of um uh cincinnati and the industrial north phil uh when did this come out just today 
There's an article by U.S. News shows Trump's uh, support in the suburbs is sliding. Oh yes, in Ohio, and that, and they're oh, yes. worried about what that would say in, um, like Pennsylvania. Well, and so I I think that's what we're 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 going to see all over the country, right? I think we had a an enthusiasm gap and probably a bit of a I don't know a, a campaign against HRC in 2016, right? And your suburban housewives did not care for her. They didn't like her husband, especially. And yeah. they didn't like that she's stuck with her husband. Um, but they didn't like Trump because he's an asshole and he says really dumb shit all the time. Like, I grab women by the pussy. They just let me do it. That's I, that's a super turnoff to most suburban ladies. So hopefully we can see that and that actually does, you know, translate to election day uh and they actually get out and vote and i that's just a hope at this point because we need it we need it i can see that and the funny thing about that you said you know the whole grabbing by the pussy quote which you guys remember when donald trump tried to say that wasn't his audio no, no i don't remember that yep. yeah oh, oh no. did yes. you try yes. i didn't know that that's yeah. amazing he tried for like three days to be like you know i don't yep. i don't think that was me i think that, they i think they dubbed that and everybody was like was, shut up shut the fuck up what and, was um, his uh what was his persona he used to call into um oh, so, oh fuck, john something. john Barron. Yeah. John oh, Barron. yeah. Where he would pretend to be someone else. Saying, "Was it a? Was it a? You supposed to be like a journalist or a critic or something?" Well, no, he was supposed he, to be a, like a Trump spokesman. Exactly. And it was yeah. actually him. And he was yeah. like a marketing guy within the Trump organization. What's, like, what's, a, what's amazing is like, I've seen the art like written text like people like letters to the editor in the in the in the new york times by that guy which and you can absolutely tell that it's trump oh yeah from the sentence structure and and the words he uses and it's amazing also also, i like that i like that trump named his son after his own alter ego that's there's some freudian shit there Uh, yeah (laughs) isn't it Um, also just a quick aside um baron trump's like seven and a half feet tall um, yeah, yeah. There's there is a not only is there a, um, a conspiracy theory, conspiracy theory that he is already a grandmaster um, chess player, but they won't release that he won it because it makes everybody feel dumb because he's so smart. It's really weird. But mm. there's a lot of podcasts that have just already decided that Baron Trump is one of our alien overlords, and they're just he's just going to take over. And I'm 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 t- I'm totally for that idea. Let's just let's just assume that he's the next master race, and we'll go with it. But that's funny, and that kid. I hope that kid has at least some por- some form of a normal life after this, but I don't think it'll happen. But um, yeah, uh, with the whole making a making up your own press uh, press guy, like we all have had a job where your job was to call like during a normal business call, talk about how much tail your boss gets. Be like, yeah, so uh, yeah, so we got these orders are going out next Thursday. Yeah, they should be over there on Wednesday. Um, do you know how much just fucking snatch my boss is just just yeah get it's amazing. They all want a piece of his ding dong, you know. And then the guy on the other end's like, "Cool." <laughs> when, yeah, you know, when just working at AT and T, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't shit? know about you guys, but but when I'm the boss, like that's going to be a requirement of it's going to be in the job description. Just end of the call, and like 
when you give the company sign off, you've got to include how much tail the boss gets. Right. Well, actually, uh, Shay, I don't, I don't think do you remember thanks, Shay that thanks, Adam was thanks going for to calling sponsor. GameStop where Adam slays the puss. How can I help <laughs> you? <laughs> so, so Shay, uh, if you remember correctly, Adam was going to be our first sponsor. We were going to be in the pocket of Big Adam. And so he could technically make our sign off being like, and this is a woodcast just reporting on how much tail Adam gets. Oh, dude, that's, I mean, as long as I don't have to call him Big Adam, I'm into it. But can we use that as a play on words and make it Adam like a molecule? Hmm. Shut up, nerd. We can. I mean, mean, yeah, sure, we can do that. You want to you want to ship uh, sh- uh, any type of um, alcohol and or finances our way? You, you you can use the dozens of listeners of the Woods Cast to yeah. your your bidding. I'll say whatever stupid shit you yeah. want. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. By the way, I forgot I was going to be your sponsor, Justin. Tell me your cash app after this podcast. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, live on air. Yeah. Woods Cast News Blast, our first sponsor. Yeah. Um, I'm going to put my two weeks in tomorrow. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, don't do that. <laughs> Um, speaking of cash, have you guys paid attention to how much money fucking Biden and the Democrats have uh, raised in, in August? Like just, a lot. Yeah, Stupid. So, Stupid I, amount. I have been trying to track this because the you can look up all this shit in the FAC website, which is fun because, um, uh, do you guys, uh, shit, shit, um, Laura Loomer, uh, she's running for Congress seat in Florida. Alex Jones went on his show and it's like, I donated the maximum to her. And I was like, you're so full of shit. And I looked it up. I was like, he did. He did. He donated. You know, Alex Jones right there, twenty five hundred dollars. Way to can... waste your way to waste your money though, maxing yeah. out to a candidate in a district that no Republican since fucking Teddy Roosevelt was president has been competitive in. No, yeah, it, it, she's just a crazy loon that comes on a show, so he's got to, you know, I guess, save face. But um, the numbers came out on the twentieth, I believe, and Biden has raised to date five hundred and thirty one million dollars. He has cash on hand of one hundred eighty million dollars and no debt. And right now, Trump has raised $471 million, has cash on hand of $121 million, and has, owes about a million dollars in debt to, I don't know, a couple companies. But Trump's in debt? What? Yeah. Shocker. Um, but yeah, so that was that was the thing I was waiting on, because we heard that Bi- the Biden and the DNC had raised something crazy like $365 million in just August, and then... Trump would not, you know, of course they didn't say want to say their numbers because we were pretty sure it was going to be lower than that. But uh, he, he I, want, I haven't read it anywhere, but the number I heard on the news was $215 million. So it was, it was $150 million uh, discrepancy just in August. And Trump has always been ahead. And we talked about this on the last podcast, I think, Shay. But like, at one point, the Trump campaign as a whole had $1.1 billion in their coffers. And they've pissed away so much of it on uh, legal fees and shit. And, um, of course, Justin, I just, I the funny know, thing gonna... was, is, uh, paying a million dollars to run ads in DC, which is completely what Trump would do. Like, yeah, I mean, I don't believe any of the other reporting. So, huh? Are your sources accurate? Because I distinctly remember Trump telling me he was so rich, he would need to take donations to run a campaign. That's you are right. correct. Like and I very, so... very vividly, like it was something along the facts of I'm rich. I don't need their money. I'm working for you. So uh. to that point. Um, and now I can't remember what podcast I was listening to. Um, it was a Woodscast. It's probably ours. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> anyway, I mean, you, so what are you doing? Listen to other podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah right. I, look, some other folks have money to do deep dives into his finances <laughs> and it's very enjoyable. Oh, it is. Uh, we just choose not to, but they, uh, they were talking about how he, 
you know, had that massive stack of paperwork during his financial disclosure and how he wouldn't put his own entities into a blind trust and all that fun stuff. And, uh, you know, almost four years in and he has lost close to half his net worth. And the really, the really, really fun part about that is had he put it into a blind trust, he'd be far richer right now. That's hilarious. Well, like everything, one of, one of the, you know, pod save America. One of the things they say over and over again, it always just makes me giggle is that Trump thinks that the uh, answer to everything is more Trump. And like, if he can just get more involved in it, it'll fix it. And this, I guess this is a clear example of like, if you'd have just shut the fuck up and let these people run your company, you'd have more money. Well, that's, that's been his whole life though. I mean, if he had just taken the money that he inherited from his dad and just put it in an index fund and spent the rest of his life finger painting, he'd have more money than he does now. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's, it's amazing how much he pisses away money. The one I always thought was fun when he, um, you know, he had the, um, uh, the casino that went tits up. Taj Mahal. Yeah. And that was in the news recently because that building is still there and it's still, uh, it's still like the facade is still the same as it was back in like the fucking eighties and nineties. And Las Vegas has been trying forever to just flatten it because they yep. want to use, you know, it's, you know, they want to yeah, put gaudy put, as shit. Right. Want to put something else. And actually they do that a lot, right? Like in Vegas, they, they turn that, that shit over a lot because they want to make it bigger and prettier and bluer or whatever, you know, more neon lights. But, um, when his dad bought, it was something, okay. I'm going to, I don't want to say that I get all the numbers right, but it was something like $5 million with the three. poker chips. It was three. A three yep. And then just walked out the door. Yep. And I didn't understand that as a loan. I was like, well, but you got the chips. But I was like, duh, if you don't bring the chips back in and gamble them, that money just goes there, you know? That's right. You just put, put money in and walk out with the plastic chips. They're $3 million ahead. And that was how Donald Trump was able to make some of his, like, loan payments and mortgage payments that month. That was his, uh, that was a mortgage payment on that building. Um, and it's funny. So I, I guess deeper dive into his finances, right? He has four hundred and twenty seven I think million dollars worth of loans yeah one payment yeah. due next year um, oh. yeah and so or I guess the next three to four years so if, if he is to win a second term as president right you've got Deutsche Bank with their loans and they've mm. already given him pass after pass right yeah um, and I think two or three other banks uh, that he's got some some money tied up in and the question is, if the sitting president, if he is to get reelected, can they force him into foreclosure as the sitting president? Yes. Well, so, yeah, d- yes yeah. is the right answer. But what if they don't? And what kind of financial gains do they get yeah. by doing that? Right. Well, he'll sell them Florida. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he'll do some bullshit like that. Didn't he want to sell away? What did he want to sell? He wanted to he, sell. No, he wanted to buy. Iceland. Oh yeah, yeah, he wanted to buy Iceland. Sometimes. Greenland. He wanted to buy Greenland. Greenland. Whatever. Uh, Is that let's... true? Because that's one of those things I see, but I've never looked into, and it just seems like, like for instance, that quote you always see of Donald Trump saying that if he ever ran as a president, mm-hmm. he'd run as a yeah, well, that, that, that one is that's true. not true, yeah. but a lot of people think it is. So yeah. that, no, 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 like the, the Greenland the, thing, I don't know if it's similar or the the Greenland thing's true. Um, that that's awesome. that's reputable sources. He wanted to buy awesome. Greenland from Denmark. Awesome. Well, and didn't didn't. Um... 
Like Greenland's prime minister say that's what happened as well, right? Or yeah. am I okay? You know, it's Denmark's prime minister, not whatever. Greenland. Greenland's a holding of Denmark. Okay, but doesn't Greenland have some sort of person? Yeah, they've got like a localized parliament. Um, but there's like you're a localized parliament. Burn. You're damn right. Fucking burn. <laughs> Geography. But uh, burn. no, th there's like the entire population of Greenland is like the size of a like small American town. Yeah. So mm -hmm. their their parliament is like the equivalent of a student council. Yeah, and and they also have real <laughs> problems with you know. I was Damn. Just, I was Fifty six thousand. Yeah, I was just hearing the other day, like, they have problems with, since the population's so small, they have to be very careful, like, when you're going out on a date, like, who are you related to? <laughs> yeah. I've read that as well, yeah, yeah that sucks. It's like, I mean, it's kind of problematic, but hey, that shit happens. But, um, so Donald Trump's financial situation is not going to get much better uh, um, in the next couple of weeks. Laughable. Um, yeah, it is pretty laughable. Uh, the DNC and Biden as a whole, this is kind of hard to like parse because, you uh, you know, the DNC raises its own money, Biden raises their money. It's kind of put in the same pot to help all Democrats. Uh, the Republicans do the same thing, Trump and the GOP. But right now, the uh, DNC and Biden have $460, cents, uh, blah, $466 million cash on hand, uh, uh, $100 million more than Trump and the GOP. And that's just dicking around in Texas money, basically. Like, you're just going to fuck around in Texas and like see, like, I don't know, we'll see what we can do in Georgia. Yeah, you know, that's that's what you're gonna do with that money. Um, and then the other thing I want to talk about uh, as money is, and we're gonna we're we're gonna talk about COVID, and then we'll get to uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. But um, the uh, DNC and Biden have raised over ninety one million dollars since Friday night, um, since uh, the passing of Ruth Bader Ginsburg. And I kept seeing that number go up, and I know that number just pisses the shit out of Trump mm -hmm. because you know if uh, Ted Cruz is hit by a bus tomorrow, I don't think anybody's gonna donate any money. And didn't the guys at Pod Save America uh, do something that just skyrocketed as well? Or is that what you're talking about? Yeah, it's um, – no, the Pod Save has a, um, <clears throat> a fund that uh, splits all of its proceeds between um, Democrat Democratic Senate candidates in competitive races. I thought yeah. so. I thought so. What's ticking me off is there – and it's ticking me off now as a Kentucky resident – is that we've got Amy McGrath here, and they're just I, – I guess she has too much money on hand, um, and they don't want to give her any. And I'm like, you, she's going up against frickin' Mitch McConnell. What, it, yeah, but she – I mean, there there is a – there, and I think the, 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 the Hillary-Trump race really kind of highlighted this, but there, I, I think, is a critical mass of money – that a it's campaign fair. can have. And it's, 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 I mean, it's, it's different depending on what your race is, but there is an amount of money at which point you have enough money to do everything you need to do. You have achieved media saturation sure. and more money yeah. has a diminishing return for you. Sure. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. I, I, I can see that too, because there's only so many ads. There's only so much ad time you can buy. There's only yeah. so much shit you can do. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel you Phil. like, I would I would think outside of the box like hey let's uh, let's uh, let's throw uh, let's throw uh, Amy McGrath some blimp money just I mean, have a blimp dude, like circle I mean, Mitch McConnell's house and call him a dick. Yeah, but there's also uh, out of here. There, there's also prioritization concerns between Amy McGrath who is uh, I mean solid long candidate shot. solid candidate I wish her but well long but shot. Half, a long pole, shot. Yeah. half the polls have her down ten versus yeah. is your money going to do more 
is your money going to do more good there, or is it going to do more good in North Carolina where Cal Cunningham is pulling up two or down one? Yep. yep. Or oh, South yeah, Carolina where it's what flipped to. Is it lead? Are they lean right now in South Carolina for Lindsey Graham? It's or? Toss up. Toss okay. up. Yeah. Yeah. Toss up for Lindsey Graham. I mean, and you could also throw money at the Woods cast, so let's just keep that out there. <laughs> also that, yeah. Pod Save that Guys. will fucking if, change lives, right? Yeah, if there. you're listening. Yeah, Pod Save Guys, if you want to uh, help. John, help. Yeah. Yeah, John, Jesus and John, Christ. John. I would yeah. love that. <laughs> that would be hilarious. Okay, so here, if one of these other better uh, actual podcasts, or air quotes, you know, that you know, they're a little bit more produced, you know, we got more of a gorilla thing going. Um if I found out they listened to this, I'm not sure how I'd feel about that. Like, it'd be cool, but I'd also be like, don't you have better shit to do? Well, just imagine, <laughs> imagine like, a, a very eclectic somebody like like Virgil Texas from Chapa's Trap House being like, so I was listening to these guys, and they were, they were, oh. they were, they were spitting some fire or whatever, and being like, squeeze me, what? Like, uh, no. Or, yeah, or, the- uh, Let's not pretend that like a professional podcaster is going to listen to this and be impressed. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> hey, you. I don't know, mouth. man. You know, actually, I. Uh, I mean, I, I just said Virgil Texas, not to pick on him. God, just, the term he, professional podcaster makes me mad. It is. Dumb. It, is dumb. <laughs> it is pretty dumb. But uh, he just did a spot on um, uh, the Majority Report with Sam Cedar, and he was he literally looked like he was he was supposed to read a hostage uh you know a statement because he was like he had the camera on the lights were right in his face he was in front of a, a stark white wall he was just wearing like a uh, adidas um warm-up suit and he was like yeah let's talk politics i was like yeah the production values of that were not through the roof you yeah. know so i mean i guess COVID has fucked everybody up and i love the fact that i'm watching like millions of dollars uh, worth of studio equipment in Fox News and MSNBC, and then they'll put somebody on Zoom, and they're like, yeah, you're muted. Yeah, it's down at the bottom, over here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. Awesome. yes, it, Yep. It makes me, it's it's not that we've become more professional, it's that the bar has been lowered closer to yeah. us. <laughs> yeah, we right. hung out where we were, and they yeah. came to us. You're all right. locked in here with us, you motherfucker. Yeah. yeah. Speaking um, of professionalism, we have digressed. Yeah, totally. Also, <laughs> um, the one okay. So one thing we got to talk about is we are still living. Speaking of which, hey, great segue here, Justin. Way to go, hosting the shit out of this. Uh, COVID nineteen has fucked up all of our news reports, so that everybody has to be on Zoom. Mm-hmm. Uh, and COVID nineteen is still a thing, despite what uh, Donald Trump and the Republican Party would like you to think. Um, as of I don't know, a couple of hours ago, when I wrote down these numbers, we have over seven million cases in the United States. Over 204,000 American deaths. That translates to just over 68 9-11s, uh, or, as we like to say on the podcast, 51 kilo Benghazis. Yes, yes, that is mm. how that works. A kilo Benghazi now. Yeah, I love we're in it. A ki- I we're love in a it. kilo Benghazis. Um, and I had a couple people like message me directly on Facebook, because like, I post this every time I, I think to check the numbers, and um, I think everybody's kind of numb to it. But when I first did this a couple of times, I had people post, like, either comment on it or send me a direct message. Be like, I, I don't like that you conflate a national tragedy to um, this pandemic. I was like, what the fuck do you think this pandemic is? Like, you know, well, it's an, a national tragedy. Yeah. And you, go ahead. You know, what, you know what I don't like? I don't like that you're using killer anything. This, yeah. is, um, <laughs> this is America. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> my car gets 40 rods to the hog's head and that's the way i like it, like it yeah. 
But uh, yeah, so like they were very upset. And when I p- told them, I was like, do you have a better way for me to highlight the lack of, you know, the, the outrage disparity on this? And they're like, what do you mean? Like they didn't even get it. They didn't even get that, you know, you know, nobody, nobody celebrated the fact that four uh, people died in Benghazi. But, you know, that was what a year of hearings, actually two years of hearings. I think Cleveland. on, I think on Facebook, you got to use Vietnam's. Yeah. Because the boomers have taken over. That is the target. Oh, we're like at, what, three Vietnams now? Something stupid like that? Two Vietnams? I looked up the numbers once. I haven't. It's going to get through to them. You've got to know your target audience. Well, regardless of how many people have died, we are still debating masks. I like to to thank Adam for going and putting on his mask. Um, It makes us all safe. Just thought Um, it was appropriate. We're talking about COVID now, man. Got to put my mask on. Not at all. We still don't have a national uh, testing policy. Um, uh, No, uh, no uh, second round of stimulus in sight because we are apparently going to have to nominate a Supreme Court justice for no reason. And um, uh, learn some fun things this week. Um, uh, Donald Trump stopped the United States Postal Service from sending every household in the United States five free masks because of reasons. And those reasons are exactly what you guys know they are. It's because if you sent everybody a mask, it would mean that masks work, and we still are having a debate on whether or not masks are good. I mean, I don't know if you guys caught the CNN clip of the guy at the uh, the last Trump rally, and they're like, why are you not wearing a mask? He's like, because COVID is fake. It's a fake pandemic designed to destroy America. And then they turn to the guy beside him. He's like, so why aren't you wearing a mask? He's like, God will protect me. Like, okay. <laughs> That's fine. You guys are crushing it. Yeah, I, I mean, just, that's fine, but... Oh, uh, fuck me running. I've had multiple people um, in my line of work uh, tell me that <laughs> it's just a bacteria. Well, it's not the virus, but... Thank you. Uh, yeah. But no, 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 no. No, these people uh, know because there was a spam post on Facebook that... Turned out it originated from some guy in Nigeria um, that the Italians had started doing autopsy reports on uh, COVID patients and found that, oh, it's just a bacteria. I mean, none of that is. No, that's true. Any semblance of the truth. None of it. None of it. I just. Yeah, it's 5G, you cuck. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's 5G. We all know it's 5G. And still on the 4Gs. I don't. You know, yeah. <laughs> Phil, do you, <laughs> Phil, do you mean to tell me that something on Facebook was not true? Right. Look, man. All I'm saying is that their, you know, their uncle who shared it or whoever, you know, may not be the best source on epidemiology. I don't know. Yeah. The all caps uncle. Love those guys. Um. Well, it's funny you say that, Phil, because uh, the story that broke on Friday. Uh, as a scientist myself, um, who has actually got a paper for review and I'm battling with uh, uh, author, uh, not authors, but referees, um, Trump, um, basically the Trump White House published a uh, new guidelines um, for te- t- new testing guidelines. Let me get that correct on who should be tested or who should not be tested based on whether you've been exposed to COVID, uh, um, COVID-19. That was put on the CDC website without the scientific approval of the CDC. Um, 
So we are at a point where the White House is throwing just shit against, um, just throwing shit up on the CDC website and going, here you go. And the uh, CDC took it down today, apologized for its inaccuracies. And um, the reason they were so mad is because it was um, bullshit. Yeah, well, it's bullshit. Here, here's the quote. Here's the quote. Guidance about novel coronavirus testing posted last month on the website of United, United States uh, Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, the CDC, was not written by the agency's scientists and was posted over their objections. Awesome. And uh, the reason they were so mad is because it was riddled with errors, such as referring to COVID-19 is what was tested for when you actually test for the, the SARS-CoV-2 virus. Yeah. It's not like you get to, like, sh- shine a light in somebody's eye and go, yep, there's COVID. Yeah, it's COVID right there. And um, so, uh, cool. Who was the dude that just took a uh, leave of absence that from the administration? The that, that would be the uh, public relations guy for the CDC. Yeah, did he write that? I probably. And then yeah, go I, on it, to just have a complete meltdown? Yeah, he, uh, oh, God. Oh, is God. he the one that was like, oh, there's going to be a civil war? Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, public, let me see if I can find his name. Caputo, yeah. Michael Caputo. Yeah, Thank Michael you. Caputo. He uh, he's the one that um had had spent. He had gotten a lot of pushback because he had gone out on and said videos and, and things like that, just attacking the CDC scientists, saying like, "Hey, you guys are anti-Trump. You guys, you know, quit fucking around with all your science bullshit. You need to get on board the Trump train." And they were like, "You should just go straight to hell." And he posts all this stuff about you know you if you have a gun you should go buy ammunition because there's gonna be a war yep. we're gonna have a civil war yep and like he was just posting that shit to Facebook and then finally they all caught that people are like uh, you guys know this guy's the CDC public relations guy so they made him step down because he had health issues and I'm not a doctor myself but I believe those health issues where he's crazy fucking crazy i think is the medical term Um, by the way i I wish he'd knock that off and the 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 folks of that ilk because i really want to go to the range and shoot but uh i can't buy ammo because it's outrageously expensive right now um on uh on michael caputo if you've not looked into his background i highly suggest it um not to get into weirdo from way back right well he's done a whole host a whole host of things but he's got uh you know along that paul manafort line a whole host of ukrainian connections yes i remember reading about that he's problematic he's one of these he people is. that he's one of those people that were were part of that web of people that were that had walked up to the line but not actually colluded with Russia. Yep. And before Adam jumps through the screen, I, I will admit that collusion is not a legal term. He would, he would uh, you know, they, they walked up to the line of a criminal conspiracy but didn't do it. And a lot of the reasons they didn't do it is because they were dumb. Um, my favorite example is that Michael Cohen thought he was uh, emailing and calling um, a um, agent in, like, Putin, Putin's... I want to say publicity bureau or something. I don't remember what the guy's official title was, but he was actually calling and emailing a bodybuilder of the same name in Russia, just like fucking cold calling this just jacked dude. Yep. Oh, and also, who who was it that like tried to communicate with the Kremlin, but they emailed like the email address that was the Russian equivalent of like info at Kremlin dot oh, Russia yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they they went to the Kremlin website, scrolled to the bottom where it said contact us. And emailed whoever the fuck, whatever that fuck address that was. It's like contacting Google. Yeah. Good it's, luck. It's, 
It's insane. But yeah, he was one of those people that was tied up in all that. Oh yeah, 100%. The, the, the two the two stupid to collude club. God, it's so funny. It's a well, and I still have people that discuss this, <laughs> and you know, our 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 friend uh, Ron Blevins, um, he will uh, he will say like there was no collusion, and there was no you know there was no collusion, and then there was no obstruction of justice. And I was like, no, there you're you're correct. There's no collusion. That's not a legal term. Um, there were 101 contacts between the Trump administration campaign. Or I'm sorry, the Trump campaign and uh, agents that act with or agents of Ru- uh, Russian, you know, um, agency. Mm-hmm. And uh, there were 10 instances of obstruction of justice. The fact that the uh, democratically controlled uh, Congress uh, just punted on it, it doesn't mean he didn't do it. You know, it's right there. You can fucking look it up in the report, and he gets he just like glosses over that as if it didn't happen, but it happened. That shit's there. Mueller even went this out and is, said, like, it's there. This is what, uh, if, if we were talking about somebody committing a more blue-collar crime uh, and you were on a Law & Order rant, you would refer to as getting off on a technicality. Yeah. And then there'd they, be they the didn't get off. sound. They didn't, I, they didn't, though. And that's what, I, I don't want to get off topic here, but, like, with Mueller, Mueller's mandate didn't even cover it. Right. He literally wasn't even able to get into it. Well, the, I, I just are you talking about the finance financial ties with, with no, Russia? No, I'm yeah. talking about his his like collusion stuff. Like he uh, no. because that's an intelligence piece, right? Yeah. It's not just a campaign or finance. He he literally couldn't get into the intelligence. Yes, the um, I believe it was a New York Times article. I don't know three weeks ago or so, Phil, where it was found that Rob Rodson signed. Uh, did not follow that up because he thought Mueller was going to do it and Mueller was not allowed to do it. So yes. he thought Rosenstein was going to do it. Yes. And so at this point, nobody has looked into the counter, uh, looked into the ties between the Trump campaign and Russian actors from a counterintelligence point of view. And um, so heard, that just it didn't from, heard it from the horse's mouth. Peter Strzok did a podcast because uh, he's got a, I guess, a book. But was that on, uh, was, was that on Deep State Radio? Um, I know he was on there too. Maybe a different yeah, podcast. Yeah, I, I probably... think it was a different podcast. It may have okay. been Lawfare, honestly. Um, I think it was Lawfare. Um, that or no, it wasn't Intelligence Matters. It was definitely Lawfare. He was on Lawfare for sure. Um, which is wild listening to. I, you expect some level of inefficiency, right, in, in government? Some, but. The the disconnect there, how does that happen? I, with something this serious, how does that occur? I mean, it's literally a, a national intelligence issue. How does that happen? I, I guess I'd have to say it happens because the people who oversee it don't care if it didn't happen. I That's mean, like, fair. Yeah. I mean, it's not like Trump, Donald Trump, Donald Trump's DOJ is going to step in and be like, hey, guys, whoa, whoa, you need to look over here. You forgot to uh, check under under this rug where we keep all the crimes this that ridiculous. we're doing. Yeah, it was lawfare from uh, September 11th. Well, the funny thing that I love about Peter Strzok and, um, uh, oh shit. Walter uh, Page. Page. Yeah. Page. Um, is it Melissa Page? I don't think that's right. I want to say Page Steele, but the, I know that's not right. I'm just. Yeah. Well, but okay, so they were having an affair. They're grown adults. If they want, Whatever they want to do with their privates is their business. But there is still a very hilarious, like, strain of the story that's like oh they were lovers and 
they did this to Trump. I'm like, what did they do to Trump? Like, he was just trying to impress her to get in his get in her pants and stay in her pants. I mean, I, I, I think that's very honorable. You want to stay in those panties. But, like, they make up, the like, those texts between them where it's like, yeah, well, whatever. It's, you know, he'll lose. And if he loses, he'll probably get impeached because he's such an idiot. And, like, fuck, Sean, Sean Hannity makes, made, is, like, made an entire year out of that. See, look, they were they were against him from the beginning. Deep state. I mean, it's uh, let's to, to take a step back from that. I mean, it's it's absurd to make a scandal out of the fact that somebody in the professional bureaucracy has a political opinion. Like everybody in the federal bureaucracy has a political opinion. They're not barred from having that. They're, not, they're just barred from improperly acting on yeah, it. Yeah, right. Well, what was the first the first uh, first um, uh, not AG um, inspector general the first IG report was like, yeah, they had political opinions. They didn't do anything in their in their in their jobs that reflected those political opinions. Yeah, our our report a, found that those political opinions had no influence on their caseload yeah. at all. It, yeah. Duh, because that's their fucking job. Like, I mean, I, I can say, just being an attorney, um, I am inevitably going to occasionally have a client that I am not sympathetic to, or that there is a witness in a case or a relevant person in a case who I don't like, or maybe I really like them. Maybe I'm particularly partial to this client. Maybe I'm particularly partial to the, the opposing party. As long as it's not an actual conflict of interest, I'm expected to put that aside and be professional. Right. And it's not a scandal. Is... It's, it's not a scandal if I have expressed a view that I don't like the person on the other side of the case or, you know, have been critical of my client in the past as long as it's not an actual conflict of interest and I, there, there's no evidence that my opinion impacted my performance. And these people right. are all attorneys and they know the same rules and they're governed by the same code of ethics. And I, I don't know, it, it just makes me mad when we dumb down and then after it has been dumbed down, politicize attorneys roles and things. Well, but you also have to, uh, what, what kills me is that the role of the attorney is being dumbed down and politicized by the most opinionated fuckwits that are out there. Like Sean Hannity will not shut, stop crowing about fucking anything that happens to him all day long. And he's like, Oh my God, this guy expressed an opinion about Donald Trump. We can't have that. You should saw his hands off. But like Sean Hannity says like, God, Sean Hannity's on what an hour. Um, he's on four hours a day, just fucking squawking about whatever the hell he wants to squawk about. Like it's, to say it's hypocritical would would waste all the hypocritical words I'm gonna to have to say here next when we talk about Mitch McConnell. So I don't want to I don't want I don't want to save some of those H words, but um yeah it's just dumb. Um how about we take a break? I need to go get another pitcher. We'll come back and we will uh, discuss uh what the absolute woo fuckery is gonna happen with the um, Supreme Court and the election in the next forty three days I believe it was forty three days. Let's take a pause for the cause, and everybody listens about to hear some transformer noises. Megatron must be stopped, no matter the cost. You got the touch. You got the power. All 
right, everybody, we're back from our break. We've talked about puppies, and uh, we could do a whole podcast on that. God damn. Um, and kitty cats, Adam. Don't want to leave you out here. No, you don't don't want to discriminate. Don't want to discriminate. But um, the one thing that we uh, kind of wanted all to get on and talk about, because we've been venting on the face spaces and the mob books for a couple of days. Um, Shay, you okay? Yeah, why? I don't know. Shay, you just made a face like you just went into the Matrix. Um, uh, is the passing of Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Um, I will just run down some information I have, and then we'll discuss Excuse me, what that means moving forward stop me if you guys think i fucked something up or if you'd like to interject uh but i um so justice ginsburg ginsburg passed away friday the 18th uh, this past friday she um graduated from columbia law in 1959 she was the first woman on both the harvard law review and the columbia law review she was nominated to the supreme court from dc appeals court by bill clinton her nomination took 40, 49 days, which was actually really fast compared to the average now. I think it's in, in the neighborhood of 70 days. But um, she was uh, confirmed with a 96-3 to 3, uh, vote. It goes without saying that she was a tireless advocate for equality of the sexes, whether that was a discrimination against men or women. Uh, she actually led the way in a lot of those uh, lawsuits by representing men who were discriminated against. That's how she got through a lot of the uh, hurdles to get those um court cases before um, uh, the judge and was known for um, enjoying and writing some of the best dissents of the Supreme Court uh, in her era. She uh, felt that if the uh, Supreme Court ruled in what she thought was the uh, improper case for uh, the people of America, that her dissents would inform future uh, jurists and Supreme Courts on how to correct the errors of that, that particular case. Um, she apparently hit it off with Bill Clinton talking about, um, in her meeting with Bill Clinton to be, um, to be confirmed, uh, she was on the list because she was, uh, somebody who was, uh, in the, um, radar of Hillary Clinton and, um, she went to meet with Bill Clinton and apparently just wowed him over with, uh, both her knowledge and expertise of the law, but also not only knowing the, you know, the minutia of the law, but also how it would affect the American citizens when she ruled. And she always tried to keep that into, um, well, that's what Bill Clinton says. She always tried to keep that forefront in her decisions. Her hey, dying What's that? Hey, Justin, piece of trivia. What's that? Who did Ruth Bader Ginsburg replace on the Supreme Court? Oh, shit. I should know this. I have no fucking idea. Uh. Byron White. Byron White. I did not know that. I did not know. That. Okay, you do, you do uh, now. I do now. Byron Continue. White. <laughs> hey Shay, later I'm going to quiz you on this. I'm in it. I'm on it. I got yeah, it. Yeah, you don't know what. Yeah, whatever. Uh, who was uh, it? Yeah, right. Yeah, it's like it's like when somebody tells you your name, you're like, oh great, what? Uh huh. Yeah, who yeah. are you? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Byron oh. White, motherfucker. I heard yeah, him. Byron White. Um, and uh. Uh, she passed away from complications from metastatic uh, pancreatic cancer. Um, everybody who has been uh, not under a rock for the last several years have has known that uh, the notorious um, RBG she's, um, has been known. Uh, she became almost like a, a pop icon because of her uh, you know history of battling for equality. She had battled uh, well, what like three or four types of cancer, yeah, and had. Um, Rarely missed any time on the court except uh, for uh, when she had to undergo actual chemotherapy. 
Um, she um, had wanted to uh, re- retire in 2016 when she thought uh, Hillary Clinton would be the president to nominate her replacement. Um, her uh, dying wish that was uh, she um, dictated to her granddaughter was that uh, uh, my, mo- my most fervent wish is that I not be replaced until a new president is installed. And that, gentlemen, is where the woo fuckery begins. So I just want to make a comment on the assholery. Um, not that we didn't know this already, of Donald Trump, um, who said that that statement is fake news. Um, that yes. it sounds like something the news media would create and not something that her family would say. First um, of all, I, have, I have that right here. And I First just, of all... The, the fact that he thinks that is not something that Ruth Bader Ginsburg would say shows that Donald Trump knows absolutely nothing about Ruth Bader Ginsburg, but okay. Right, I, right. and are we shocked right. by that, right? But right, here, here uh, Phil, I don't mean to interrupt you, but here's, here's the quote. Here's the quote. Um, uh, I don't know that she said that, or was that written out by Adam Schiff and Schumer and Pelosi? I would be more inclined to the second, okay, that came out of the wind. It sounds so beautiful. But the sounds of Schumer deal, or maybe a Pelosi or Shifty shift, so that came out of the wind. Let's see. I mean, maybe she did, and maybe she didn't. What? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, first of all, let's, let's uh, just total aside. Donald Trump, when he can't wave his hands and make facial expressions, if you just read the words he says, it's that jarring. Okay? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so that's what he said. Um I would, uh, yeah, you, you're exactly right, Phil. He threw uh, that um, out there for conspiracy theorists. And my rebuttal is, um, A, fuck you. Uh, and B, just because you're functionally illiterate doesn't mean that somebody else couldn't write something that's too beautiful for you to understand, okay? It's just, the fact that, I mean, we're not 48 hours, right, removed from her death. And, and I mean, Mitch McConnell, and I'm, we're going to get to him in here in a little bit, but like the fact that we can't even wait this long and we're already here. I mean, what, what is this? Well, well the other thing that I don't, I don't know if, and I know Shay doesn't pay attention to this. Adam might have picked it up and, and Phil, I don't know what your media diet is as far as, uh, you know, uh, real right wing asshats. No, but zero. Okay, well, the Alex Joneses of the world are making a lot of hay about the fact that she said until the next president is installed, as if the president would be selected by some committee that's not the voters put in there. And what they mean is the Democrat deep state would pick a president, install them, not picked by the voters. And again, just because Alex Jones is functionally illiterate doesn't mean that Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who is known for writing some of the best dissents in Supreme Court history, I, does not know how words work. I just can't. I can't. I can't. Like, with, I, can't I, I literally I can't with these people. The, because no, you know, I'm, I'm I, pretty sure she knows what that word means. I, I, I like to consider myself a pretty... Uh, pretty attentive news reader but uh no no that one uh, i think is too fringe to to come across my my dashboard there are a lot of real dumb people making a lot of really dumb arguments uh based on the word installed and it's just silly it's just stupid silly it's almost you know yeah it's it's almost as bad as donald trump saying that she didn't write that 
Um, it, I mean, but, it literally makes your head scratch. I, I, I just, what, just, well, a, it's I, just nonsense. I don't mean to, uh, you probably, you probably, you know, know this without saying, but Alex Jones's coverage of the passing of Ruth Bader Ginsburg was just as amazingly horrible as you would imagine it to be. You know, blaming her for the 50 million babies that are dead from abortions, mm. uh, comparing her to Hitler, saying that, yeah, Hitler was very accomplished, too. It doesn't mean he didn't kill a lot of people. Mm. Um, uh, he called her a, 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 a Skeksky, a which what? is, uh, I might be pronouncing from that wrong. Dark Crystal? Exactly. Yeah. I knew she would know this. Really? Uh, yeah. What the? Calls... Who, wait, I, who said that? Okay, Alex nerd. Jones. Yeah, oh, Alex okay, jo- okay, good. Alex Jesus. Jones calls the Skeksy, calls any- but yeah, Skeksy. Thank you. I knew I would pronounce it a little bit wrong. Can, but when, can, whenever can we get a spelling there, please. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't matter. But yeah, it's they're the evil creatures from the dark crystal. And whenever Alex Jones thinks that there's a Democrat that he wants to make fun of, he plays video from the dark crystal, which I have reported to. Uh, I think it's Paramount several times. Like, sue the fuck out of this guy. I, I mean, come on. Like. If, if on a random Saturday I can throw some more legal work, uh, somebody's way to sue Alex Jones, great. 100%, let's but, uh, do it, yeah. Yeah, let's do that. Um, okay, so as Phil had mentioned, it was not uh, hours. Within hours, uh, Mitch McConnell had um, uh, released a statement saying that he would uh, immediately attempt to fill the vacancy on the Supreme Court. Here's a quote. Uh, in the last midterm election before Justice Scalia's death in 2016, the Americans elected a Republican Senate majority because we pledged to check and balance the last days of a lame duck president. Uh, remember that term, lame duck. President's second term. We keep our prom- we keep our promises. Bullshit. Um, I'm paraphrasing. Since uh, since the 1880s, no Senate has confirmed an opposite party's presidential Supreme Court nominee in a presidential election year. Uh, by contrast, the Americans reelected our majority in 2016 and expanded it in 2018 because we pledged to work with President President Trump and support his agenda, particularly his outstanding appointments to the, to the federal judiciary. Once again, we will keep our promise: President Trump's nominee will receive a vote on the floor of the United States Senate. Now, does anybody here want to hear what Mitch McConnell said in 2016 when Barack Obama tried this shit and tried to nominate a? Uh, um, Supreme Court um, uh, nominee named Merrick Garland. Back then, that fucking old cartoon turtle said the American people should have a voice in the selection of the next Supreme Court justice. Therefore, the vacancy should not be filled until we have a new president. And that's where we are, hypocrite. I mean, it's not even, it's not even I, fucking like hard to figure out. I mean, he he's just playing fucking Calvin Ball with his own rules. That's that's what it is. Yeah. If if in I don't know four years from now, let's say Trump gets reelected, God forbid, and in 2024 Justice Breyer passes away, God forbid, then even if there's a you know the same party, let's say the Democrats have the Senate, so we've got the exact same situation that there is in 2024. Then Mitch McConnell's position will be that you can't. That, that you have to install the nominee because I, I don't know. Never, never has an opposite party Senate failed to install a nominee in a president's last term when I'm eating vanilla pudding in January. 
I mean, it's it's just going to be he'll, he'll find another way to play Calvin Ball. Oh, yeah. And, and <laughs> not only is he playing Calvin Ball is that Mitch McConnell gives zero fucks about being called a hypocrite. He just doesn't care. No. And you call him whatever I, uh, you want. He does not care. No, he does not care. His entire, his entire, and this is what I think is is absolutely hilarious. Everybody's like, oh, he's such a Machiavellian wizard of the Senate. When what his wizarding powers are is saying, how about we not? His how wizard, about I just not do that thing? His no, wizard's like, power is I don't give a single fuck. It's, it's really, uh, I mean, McConnell already did this to an extent pre-Trump, but it's really been, I think, exacerbated in the Trump era because... Trump had almost a – do you remember in the the Matrix when Neo has the, the breakthrough moment when he realizes he can tr- control reality by, like, understanding that reality is fake? Of course. We're, so, we're, all, we're all straight right. white in, th- in our 30s. We've well, seen the Matrix. Donald Trump kind of revealed to the entire Republican Party that, like, shame only constricts you if you feel constricted by shame. Oh, yeah. And everybody kind of saw him just have no shame and get away with shit. And it just exploded the extent to which Mitch McConnell will say, well, I can do this thing. And you telling me I shouldn't because of some respect for democracy is <laughs> masturbatory gesture. Yeah. My favorite new meme. Gesture. That's my favorite new meme. <laughs> it's so well, good. And, and, and... I think Shane and I were talking about this before and it's, you know, it, I, I think that we're going to see him, him seat a, uh, another right wing crazy ass judge. And all of us are white men. The sad fact is that all of the shit that this uh, Supreme court is going to do is probably not going to affect us at all. Not even a little bit. But it is going to fucking wreck the world of so many other people that are LGBTQ or need affordable health care or, I don't know, might want to immigrate to this country, you know, or, I don't know, have has have a uterus. You know, it's just going to it's going to be an absolute shitstorm for them, because if you have a uh, a six, three majority or whatever, it yeah, it'd be like six, three majority on the Supreme Court. It's just going to be I mean, and I and I hate to be that guy that's like. You know, 20 years down the road, we got to wait for like, you know, 40 years down the road, we got to wait for two of these people to die to get, you know, a, uh, you know, a fair court. But it, if that's what happens in the next couple of weeks, that could be a real problem for the next several decades. Well, I, I think the, a, a lot of people have not been paying enough attention to the extent to which ever since Justice Kennedy re- retired and was replaced by Justice Kavanaugh. Yep. Um, well, also, can, can yep. we point out that how much of a bait and switch that was? Yeah, yeah. Well, the the extent yeah. to I, I think a lot of people are undervaluing the extent to which normalcy has been preserved by Chief Justice Roberts yes. just saying like, no, yes. we're we're not going to do silly shit. Yeah, yeah. And well, and and he's been attacked for it. You know, yeah. the, he has one hundred percent because he's the, not um, been conservative enough. Well, well and, and, and I mean, Justice Roberts is extremely conservative. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But he, he won't he just, let. He just won't do silly shit. He will not let bullshit fly. No. No, he won't do silly shit. On the bench. Period. And yeah. I, I am concerned now that when Trump gets another appointee, we're going to do silly shit. Yep. So, that, and 
and and what we have to talk about next is what we're going to do about this and what what the other statements are. But I want to I want to review why this sucks so hard. And one of the things that annoys the absolute shit out of me, and Shay, I don't know if you've had to deal with this, but I know the Phil Phil and Adam and I have already uh, dealt with these people who just will not admit that this is a hip, hypocritical move at all. No, I've I've not talked to anybody about that. Oh, lucky you! No, I, no, I, I, no. I, well, I mean, I just, yeah, I don't, I don't run into. There's not a lot of those people in the area, just demographically speaking, the area I live in, and uh, yeah. I don't have any of them on my Facebook feed, really. So I, I don't, you, it's, I don't even get, I don't even get the the what I would see as the privilege to yell at people on the internet. Um, you should have joined the fraternity, Shay. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, I think that's probably why. Yeah. No, yeah. The, you know, the one thing I keep looking at is I'm hoping maybe we'll just get real lucky and. Because the what is it the media, the average time it takes since set 1975 anyway the average time it takes to appoint a Supreme Court justice is 67 days with the median being 71 days we're 42 43 days out from the election so he's not, he's not going to name a person until Friday or Saturday yeah so like maybe like I unless they the only, I'm wondering if maybe they're going to try to ram it through as fast as possible because they're pretty much like okay we're going to fucking lose the election so we got to get this justice in here but even if then after them yeah fuck it dude. Well, and if what, Biden what wins, I think let's is sack that court, baby, appoint like four justices. Let's go. <laughs> what what yes. I think is more likely is that Trump nominates before the election, but McConnell will not confirm until the lame duck after the oh, yeah, election. Because, I, because he need there there are a lot of senators. I mean, not a lot, but a handful. A handful of Republican senators enough. who are in tough races enough. who are going to be in they're going to have some questions to answer from their constituents. They probably don't want to answer if they vote to confirm this justice. So what there's three now, what McConnell probably does is wait until after the lame duck and then the, 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 the losing Republican senators, and there will be a few, um, will have no incentive not to confirm this justice because they're on their way out anyway. In the lame duck. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So, so one of the arguments that I keep hearing, first of all, like the absolute infuriation that I feel that they won't just say like, hey, this is really hypocritical, but fuck it. He's our guy and we want another uh, conservative on the court. Just, just say, say it. that. Just say it. Just say, it. just say that for me. I get it. You know, um, yeah, I it's mean, say, yeah, honestly, see, I, I'll at least respect that answer. Like, yeah, don't tell yeah, me it's no. not hypocritical. Like, but if you're just like, oh yeah, it's hypocritical as shit. But I want that conservative justice. So let's, and I can technically get it. So let's go. Like, I, I, I have, I have that respect for at least that measure of respect for people who will say, like, I am concerned with the outcome, and I supported what McConnell did in 2016 because I wanted the outcome, and I support it now because I want the outcome, and I don't care about ideological consistency. But they, and, they can't say it. They can't, yeah, they, they the can't say it. They can't no. say it. What they are doing is what a lot of conservatives are doing right now. And just quick review. Merrick Garland was nominated on uh, March 16th of 2016. His nomination expired January 3rd of 2017 when that Congress was uh, – that Congress term ended. So he sat uh, without a hearing for 293 days um, without a hearing. Mitch McConnell refused to bring up a hearing because he said, as I said before, that um, the American people should get to uh, decide on this new Supreme Court justice and uh, you know wait until the new president. Merrick Garland, by the way, was the compromise pick. Yes, he was very middle of the road. Um, now, for the people that say that uh, Obama was a lame duck president when – uh, he nominated Merrick Garland. 
there was 233 days, seven month, seven months and 18 days between when he was nominated and when the November election happened. Um, yes, Obama could not have been elected for a third term, no matter how scared Sean Hannity was about that idea. But uh, that's not a lame duck. Um, the funny thing is, is in the same Facebook posts that argue that we are being uh, hypocritical, uh, they use Ruth Bader Ginsburg's words, in 2016, saying it's their job. There's nothing to say that a president doesn't have it does stops being a president in his fourth year of being president. So they really need to huddle up and get their fucking story straight here because they're just making up a bunch of shit. And usually, what they're doing is they are, are envisioning a uh, alternate dimension and what and when where the Democrats have already done this, and they're saying, hey, since the Democrats would have done it if they could, we should do it now. Which, that's assuming facts, not evidence. No, like, and, the, the, in 2016, the Democrats argued against you making this rule, but over our objections, you made this rule, and it is now the rule. <laughs> yes, exactly. And so that's the thing that they keep trying to make up, and it's so silly, and it's so dumb. But they, you know, like I said, they're just going to keep arguing that until it's, uh, you know, the lame duck aspect. They argue that um, it just just to have to be that way. Um, Biden's statement on this, I thought was pretty good. It's kind of like what what uh, Adam was saying. Biden says that whoever is nominated should uh, step down. Whoever is nominated should step down until after the election. Um, I have looked at the short list. None of those motherfuckers are going to do that. There's two. Uh, they're all they're right? all gunho. I mean, they, there's probably more than two, right? But it's um, Amy talked about Amy Whatserface, and then the lady from Florida, Lagoa. Yes. Yeah, they're both very, very conservative. They're not going to back down. Well, they're not gonna... I I don't know a whole lot about uh, Lagoa's decisions. Um, she's only been a judge for what a year, right? If that. She was appointed um, by DeSantis to their Florida Supreme Court. I don't know when. Okay. And then she was appointed to the federal appeals court by Trump in 19, correct? Well, if she was appointed by DeSantis, it had to have at least been 2019 because DeSantis wasn't sworn in until yeah, 2019. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, and then the other lady. Um, yeah, December 6, 2019, she was in the appeals court. Jesus yeah, Christ. She was appointed by Ron DeSantis in January 9th, and then in December 6th, Trump put her in the appeals court. What the she, fuck she, is this? I mean, what What, well, okay, what so fresh she, she hell was, are we living in right now? Well, she's been a Florida judge since June of 2006, so from 2006 to 2019, she okay. was the... So, so she okay. was like a, what, a, right. a trial, trial court judge in Florida for a while? Okay. Yeah, third third okay. district court of appeals, and then she went up to the uh, chief judge of the third, uh, bleh, the chief justice, chief judge of the third, uh, oh, god damn it, third district court of appeals. Okay. And then uh, she was that for a oh, holy shit, guys, she was that for seven days. Uh, she was there from she was the chief 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 justice from uh, the first to the eighth, and then on the ninth, uh, she was. Um, Name to the Supreme Court of Florida. Is that Jim doing? I don't know. God and damn then, it. Uh, no, that was DeSantis. Okay. Looks like it. Yeah. No, she she's she's been a judge since 2006, but she was on the uh, Court of Appeals for uh, 
uh, about a year. But, love yeah. life. No, love life. Yeah, well, okay. So we're talking about how, how the Democrats, th- there's a lot of uh, legal maneuvering that they can do. The Democrats, there's a lot of um, parliamentary rules that they can do in the Senate. Um, they can suspend, like, everybody agrees to the rules for the day. And so that every every day, that everything you've got to decide on in the Senate, they've got to have 51 people in there to decide on. Like, there's all this really, really parliamentary Byzantine bullshit that the Democrats can do to drag this out. But the other, the best thing is to just make sure that McConnell doesn't have the votes. And right now, Senator Collins has said that she will not support a new um, appointment this this uh, this term. Um, Murkowski has said she will not support um, Romney. Well, see, I haven't well, heard anything from Romney. Has Romney? See, I, on my list I mean, here, I've got Romney's a likely suspect, but I haven't seen a statement from him. Okay. Right, I haven't seen a statement from him. The other wild card is uh, I have Senator Kelly in quotation marks. Because um, yes, Mark Kelly, uh, Mark Kelly, astronaut. Hell yeah, but you know he's an astronaut. Would that be Mark uh, polling average in the double digits ahead of his incumbent opponent Kelly? It yes, sure is. Uh, yeah. Yes, uh, Mark Kelly is. Um, he is polling uh, between seventeen and ten points uh, above his um, uh, channel. Uh, the incumbent. Uh, McSally, Martha McSally, who got the biggest participation trophy ever when she lost the uh, the um, primary. Uh, no, well, she, no, she, lost, no she, she lost the general. You're right. And then yeah. So what's her name? God damn, what's her name? Kristen Cinema. Uh, thank you. She lost the that race to Kristen Cinema, and then um, isn't it Kirsten? And, uh, it's Kirsten. Kirsten. Then John McCain died, and she got appointed to that part, and that's what they're running for. I mean. It's just like the ultimate participation trophy, and I love that. And, and she's so dumb. She's can so we, dumb. Can we point out, like, just just take a second to digress into a Democrat has not won a Senate race in Arizona in decades. So if, decades. if Kelly wins this, um, he will be the second Democrat in a row to win statewide in Arizona, but those two will be the first in decades and both of them beat Martha McSally. How, I mean, that would be good. That's, <laughs> embarrassing. <laughs> that's embarrassing. Yeah. Did that's not very embarrassing. That, and that's awesome. Well, and it's because she's doing, she's doing shit. Like she put out a, um, uh, a, uh, commercial, uh, begging her supporters to skip a, skip a night out of dinner. Like don't go out to dinner yeah. and send that money to me. So like, basically like, Hey, I need you to fast for a night. And send me your money, and like I just it was I can't just... believe nobody said, "Hey, that's not a good idea." Like that's right, so shitty. Right. Like, I mean, all, also, also, she does stuff like a reporter will ask her a like marginally difficult question, and her response will be to yell "You're fake news" at them and not answer the question. I ah, uh, that's right. She is one of those. I forget about that. I, I tried that in class once, and they didn't go over well. <laughs> yes. Yeah, whatever, professor. You're fake news. Yeah, shut up, news. Yeah, no. but yeah. So that so he would uh, um, uh, astronaut Kelly. That's that's what I'm gonna call him. I don't give a shit what his first name is. Mark. Commander. Um, Got to be commander, com- right? Hell yeah, Commander Kelly. He would be seated um, as early as um, shit. Uh, November thirtieth. Yeah, November thirtieth. So if and, this can be spread out long enough, yeah. he could have a vote. Um, so that would take one from you know. So basically. Yeah, we all know the math. You've got to take four Republican votes off the table because if you take three, um, Pence can tie break. 
yeah, yeah. Pinskin tie break, and that might get him all worked up, and he have to go home and let mother beat him for a while. And as long as Susan Collins actually stands on her word for once, well, she's she's well, afraid of losing that election. She'll, yeah, but, I was gonna say she'll uh, she'll do it until after the election at least. She's um, last poll I saw, I believe she was down three. Yes. Yeah, I saw the last one. I saw was she was down five, and then there was one where she was down twelve before that. Yeah, so. that's an outlier. Yeah, I she, well, the fact of the matter so is, is she. she's frankly not doing well, and yeah, she's yeah. in Maine, where Trump is not at all popular. Yeah. So like, there's some wiggle room here. There's some games to be played. I'm still not going to, like, you know, put some money on the fact that Trump and McConnell won't ram something through just to be dicks. But the the thing is, is that the polling is not on their size. At and, all. Yeah, so just, just today, there's polling from, oh, shite. Well, now, Justin, that it. makes the assumption that they give two shits what the public thinks. Well, some of them have to. That's or true. The polling okay. is real. <laughs> yeah. The ones that are yeah. up for re-election have to. They have extent. to. They, yeah, that's a good point. That's <laughs> yeah. true. Yeah, some of them have to because they're scared of losing their jobs. But right, uh, um, this this ran in Rutgers um, that uh, poll found that 60, 62% of American adults agree that vacancies should be left to be filled by the winner of the November 3rd election uh, between Donald Trump and Joe Biden. 23 Americans uh, disagreed and said it should be filled right now, and the rest were unsure. Now, here's what's Here's what I thought was eye-opening. Of those 62% that agreed, that's 8 out of 10 Democrats agreed it should be wait till the next presidency. That's not too eye-opening. But 5 in 10 Republicans. So 50% of Republicans also agree that it should be held open until the next election. So at least at least half of the people that were polled here have, have way more integrity than Mitch McConnell has. Well, 50% and, of Republicans apparently think when you make a rule, you should probably stick to it. There you go. And I, I was, uh, you know, one of the things I kept bumping up against uh, in the last couple of days, um, trying to push back a little bit about the absolute abhorrent uh, response to the passing of Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Uh, one of our mutual Facebook friends said, oh, it doesn't matter. She's been farting dust for 10 years. And I wanted to be like, I would love for you. I would love to mail him every uh, decision she has written and every, you know, every, uh, um, dissent she has written in those 10 years that she, he said she was farting dust and be like, and what have you done in 10 years? Like, please, please mail me an equal number of things you've written in 10 years, you dick. But like the reason they feel so um, happy to push back on this stuff is that they feel completely justified because of how Kavanaugh was treated in quotation marks. And, Yes, he had a difficult confirmation. That's not our fault because he was, I don't know, maybe probably a rapist. And his life was completely ruined by, hold on, let me check my notes. Oh, yeah, being confirmed to a lifetime apartment at the Supreme Court. I don't know how he'll ever recover from that. We should all have our lives so ruined. Exactly. The fuck? But they feel that because... Kavanaugh was not carried into the Supreme Court chamber on, um, you know, a, a big satin pillow that it's okay for them to just uh, shit all over Ruth Bader Ginsburg and make this the most unbelievably difficult process ever. You know, uh, I, I would point out that even if we were to accept that 
Kavanaugh was somehow mistreated and that there should be some kind of retribution for the responsible parties against that. I don't believe anybody thinks that Ruth Bader Ginsburg participated in that. No. Not a second. She wasn't part of those hearings. Well, we haven't made that argument yet, Strider. So I, I think that answer is yet to be determined. Because they will... Fustin Batkins might make that argument. Uh, yes. No, it will it will very likely be made that she was the result of she she had some blame in that. But that's that's basically how the almost the entire conservative movement I've seen that's been like pushed back against this had been like, Well, you guys were mean to a guy I like, yep. so fuck it. Yep. You know? Yep. That's basically the argument. And um, a mutual friend of ours, uh, um, he said that, you know, this is okay because of how the left treated yep. the left. I love that. Quotation marks. The left treated Kavanaugh. Yep. And I, I asked very clearly, like, did Ka- did anybody deny Kavanaugh a right to appoint a Supreme Court justice? And he's like, well, when McConnell, I was like, like you know, like McConnell did. And he's like, well, when McConnell falsely accuses a distinguished judge, um, mm. husband, and father falsely of Mm. rape Mm. then we'll talk about it Mm. and i had to stop i was like hey listen i don't want to rehash the whole kavanaugh thing don't have time i'm busy today but i'd like to point out that being a distinguished judge father and or husband does not mean you're not a rapist nope first of all Uh, those things a a very notably a couple of years ago a very distinguished judge resigned from the ninth circuit court of appeals because he was serially sexually harassing his clerks yes see it happens it's weird. And it's also, almost like that power kind of makes one assume they have correct. the right to do those things. Right. And I pointed out as delicately as I could that the falsely accused was his opinion and he's welcome to it. Like, yeah, other than that, like, no, yeah. You know, I, I don't mean to lawyer out on you all, but there's a, a very big difference between something that has been failed to be proven true Phil, and something that is proven us. false. There, there's a difference between failing to prove that something is true and proving that it is false. They're not mutually exclusive. You can fail to do both. 1000%. And that was their argument on the um, Mueller report. That yeah. true. the failure to prove him guilty was equivalent to what what's how I'm, the maker's mark is getting into my face. Uh, what's the word that they used? Um, the Republicans? Yes. I, be- I believe it was and, like Trump. Total, total vindication, exoneration. but that seems total like a total, total exoneration. Total exoneration, yeah. Which is not at all what occurred. No. <laughs> I, have, I have been drinking long enough to know that I am not totally exonerated from a lot of stuff. Like there is a very small fraction of things that I am totally exonerated from. Whole bunch of stuff. Because you could bring Being up the story and I can be, yeah, right. <laughs> I'll be like, oh, touche. Ah, I don't know that. But you could tell a story about like, hey, these dumbasses did this, and I'm like, yeah. Oh wait, I, I did that. Yes, I, I mean, did that one. It just sounds like me, but I don't. I well, no, no, I don't remember it. Therefore, exonerated. Yeah. Well, that's also. I feel like the same people that say that, well, since you didn't prove it happened, then I'm completely exonerated, are the same people that said, since I don't remember it, then it didn't happen, and or I was drinking liquor that night. Well, and it's it's, and the, same, all, yep. it's the same argument we hear from the conspiracy theorists, right? If you cannot prove...
prove without a shadow of a doubt, right? Or you can't prove the negative. You can't prove it didn't. You can't prove the queen is not a lizard person. I can saw her in half and we'll find out. <laughs> can't prove you are a piece of fucking soap. Yeah. Well, and, 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 and Phil, like, you're exactly right, because that is that is the the really dumb shit farm team for this kind of nonsense is the Alex Joneses, the uh, Daily Callers, the Daily Wires, the Breitbarts. They kick shit up to the, um, oh shit, Drudge Report, even though he's yep. kind of been hammering on Trump lately. Yep. And then the Alex Joneses, and, like, there's a really weird cycle of information through all those people and then eventually something gets purified enough by George to get kicked up by Fox and, and Tucker and, and Well, Sean I was Hannity. gonna say if it gets to Hannity or Tucker then Right. Now it's in the president's brain. Exactly. And the reason it gets through those levels of woo fuckery is because Sean Hannity I'm not sure I'm sorry. Sean Hannity well Sean Hannity will do this, but I I know for a fact that I mean Sean Hannity's the king of people are selling people are saying I'm being told. Blah blah blah. But uh, Alex Jones has, like, so many boilerplate explanations for this shit. It's in the white papers. That's already been disclosed. Uh, it's, uh, in, you know, it's, um, was reported in the mainstream media. Like, he's got these four or five statements that, like, I'm going to say a really dumb shit thing that's completely false. I'm going to then say it's been proven over in this other place, and I'm never going to show you the other place. And that's how they get by that. Well, it's, it's like, like the, the, the Fox News... Um like cycle of bullshit somebody on their opinion show will say something bullshit and then their news segments will report on how people are saying this exactly exactly my favorite one is where it to make it sound a little more official they'll say sources are pointing to oh like sources ooh sources uh, sort you have to cite a source that's official well (laughs) and they they say that because the the msm uses Anonymous sources, right? And the the problem is that when you're a reputable news source, you have that source, and then the other news sources in the MSM, including Fox News, can go talk to that source. Right. And they can all agree to not release who that source is. Because that's how fucking yeah. journalism works. Right, right. But no shade, the, uh, the uh, sources are pointing to is... Um, is actually really fun because Alex Jones will have sources. He will spend like 10 minutes talking about how deep his sources are and he will have a narrative based on that source. And then he'll have a guest tell him something completely different. Like (laughs) I've seen that. He's like, uh, yeah. And he does a one fucking 80 in 40 minutes. It's so fun. It's like, I thought your sources were at the Pentagon, but now you're like, those people are dumb because this guy on my show right here, he says something I like. Buy my brain pills hilarious it's hilarious how quick that doughy fuck will go 180 on anything so when are y'all gonna introduce your own line of of like supplements that are mostly sawdust i mean i got i got i just cut a tree down in the backyard the other day so uh a couple weeks from now yeah dude yeah you can get a gel capsule filling machine on Amazon for like twenty bucks. <laughs> yeah. Do do any of you guys have like wild mushrooms we can grind into coffee? No, but I think that would make us money. Yeah. Well, we yeah, because that. that would go on Joe Rogan's show. Well, it depends uh, on the mushroom. It does. That's right. God damn, Joe Rogan's. I'm not going to ask any follow up questions. Ass like you. 
stupid son of a bitch. He's just too... I, I hate to say too high, right? But... Thin ice, buddy. <laughs> I, I know. He's just, I know. I he's know. He's just too... He, he's too... Too credulous. much DMT. He's too, he's too, too credulous. Too DMT. There is yeah, nobody. Would... There is nobody he can bring on his show that is too dumb to get softball questions. Yeah, well, and that's kind of the thing. Is like I, th- I think, I think Shay's point and Phil's point is kind of right. Like, if you want to just be high and do a podcast, then make that the podcast. Don't act as if you're some kind of a thought leader in this, uh, this new space. That uh, I don't think uh, Joe Rogan believes he's part of the intellectual dark web at all. But. Yeah, I don't think he under—I don't think he understands what that is, and I don't think he considers himself part of it. But he's had every one of those di- those dipshits on his podcast to just spew uh, Nazi adjacent bullshit with little to no pushback. Well, and what yeah. sucks and, is that every now and again he has somebody good on. So like Mike Michael Osterholm, I listened to that episode because the guy's a mm-hmm. goddamn epidemiologist. Like he right. he knows right. this shit. So like when COVID first started. Uh, I saw that he was on and I said, yeah, I'm going to listen to all two hours of that because I want to hear this motherfucker talk about how viruses spread and where the fuck this thing came from. And it was genius. And we've, I, you haven't heard from the man since. Yeah. And Joe Rogan said, have you tried elk meat? Right. Like what, what do we, uh, elk's what, okay. what did you, yeah, elk's okay. have you gone down to, to Mexico and, you know, sat down with the spiritual leaders and, have you had a ayahuasca session yet? Right. Well, okay. So Joe Rogan can has his ha, can have his shtick, and I've said for years now that the reason Joe Rogan is so popular because he 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 combines the two. Like if you're a policy nerd, if you're into like policy podcasts and all wonk shit, he'll have on somebody that you would like, like Dave Rubin or you know somebody or, or or Ben Shapiro somebody you think you know depending on your vent you know you think is a uh, policy wonk and you'll listen to them but sitting across the table from Ben Shapiro is a guy who can you know do jujitsu so you're like all right so not only am I a policy wonk now but I'm into tap out stuff and so like there's that cross there's that cross contamination of you know your listeners so I, I say contamination but that's 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 dismissive I'm sorry but and then you got the guys that are super into you know um, MMA and they're like they like to listen to Joe Rogan because he's funny he gets high and he does MMA but then he has on these these you know the uh, Ben Shapiro's and you're like hey so not only am I into MMA but now I'm into I'm, now I'm into politics so you know so he's got that cross that cross um, it is contamination right well I you know contamination that's my word I mean you know, whatever I... But the reason I know that Joe Rogan is completely full of shit is because when Alex Jones went on his podcast, he told Joe Rogan that when he was 13, his girlfriend was 16 and would pick him up from school in a Ferrari, and then she would drive him to her house, which is a big mansion outside of uh, Austin, Texas. They would go in there, and they would have sex for hours. And then later, when he was leaving, her dad would be in the foyer, and he'd be like, hey, do you like having sex with my daughter? I have sex with her too. And when you join our Satanist cult, you can have sex with a lot of women. And like Joe Rogan just sat there and went, uh huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. 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 I remember that shit. And Joe Rogan is a goddamn stand up comedian. He should have been all over yeah. that. He, if anything, he should have been like, yeah, that happened. Whatever, Dick, do. Like, 
he just let that shit fly. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. Because if I ever get within shouting distance of Alex Jones, we're having that conversation about the, the high school sex cult. We're having that conversation in the middle of the street. That's going to happen. But Joe Rogan was like, cool, wild. Like, that's how I knew. Like, Joe Rogan doesn't give a shit about anything Again. except um, his just... new, uh, was it? Uh, oh, shit, what's he on now? Not Stitcher. Is it not Stitcher? Are you saying like like his platform? Yeah, what's he just got a big deal? Is this, I have no idea. SoundCloud. I uh, I unsubscribed. He he just I think he's on Stitcher now. Wait, like, what? I, I, I and you know, know to he got, what is got that? paid a hundred million dollars? It's Spotify. Kind of Spotify. Thank mm. you. To kind of direct this back into politics, I, I think you. that's why. That's why the the people who who are continually sharing the like because you've all seen that joe rogan offered to moderate a presidential debate like all the the trump people are like oh well joe biden needs to accept this like that's absolutely why he should not because trump just fucking spews bullshit and joe rogan absolutely will not ask him a follow-up question when he just says nonsense he'd be like trump have you ever tried elk meat Well, have you have you tried this new mushroom coffee? I'm telling you, it it just it lightens up your brain and you feel more relaxed. I mean, I'm sure that Joe Rogan is flat not is just floating on cloud nine most of the day, and I'm I'm happy for him. Like, hey, I'm not I'm not I'm not harsh on anybody's butt. No, he's got a good gig. But, <laughs> yeah, but if you have Alex Jones on, and Alex Jones says he was recruited to a uh, Satanist Satanist sex cult in a mansion when he was 13 because he looked like he was 16 when he was 13. I mean, I'll just fucking call him out on it. And then wrestle him. Or fight him. I mean, especially as a comedian. I went to Rogan to fight Alex Jones. What are we doing? As a comedian, what are we doing? How is that not, like, just... I just, I refuse to... I I don't think he's a comedian, man. He's a guy that does comedy because he's not funny. And, like... He doesn't get a lot of the stuff that other comedians get. Like you don't see Joe Rogan no. popping in a bunch of movies, You're right, and shit up. like that. Yeah, he true. does. I mean, I, 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 just would like to, for the record, say considering That's Joe fair. Rogan a comedian is a stretch for me. That's fair. Because he That's is fair. not fucking funny, first of all, and like I've seen his stand-up specials, and it, it's not great. I should have said he's done stand-up. Yeah, he's that fucking asshole. Yeah. You know who else has done stand-up? Alex Jones. I bet. Wait, are you serious? <laughs> I swear to God. I swear to God. Uh, there's a uh, one of my favorite podcasts. It's called Knowledge Fight. And all they do is follow Alex Jones's nonsense from day to day and week to week. And, like, you know, just document how he was lying last week and lying this week. And it's going to probably get a lie next week. But one of the, like, their first or, first or second episode, uh, it was a... Um, a public speaking event that was like at an open mic night and he just went up and like did what he thought was stand up for like five minutes and it was it was something. That's amazing. It's, yeah, it's it's a thing. But no, I think Shay's right. I think I think um Joe Rogan as a stand up comedian is not a working comic like you would say. Yeah. He's a guy like if he went to a uh, comedy house and sat through, you know, you know, they would be like, Hey, you wanna come up and do five minutes? because he's Joe Rogan. You know what yeah. I mean? It's not. It's not that he has a stand-up career going right like, now. Like I'm not it's saying he's, he's not an entertainer. I just like he's yeah, a comedian. Right. Like fucking, I don't know what's good. In my at least for me, Henry Rollins has done stand-up, but he's not a fucking comedian. Like you know, so Will Ferrell it's the same kind does of does not do stand-up. Yeah, hey, so, hey, he's a comedic actor. Hey, 
Ease up. Well, all right. Well, oh, okay. I'm, right. I, I think Henry Rollins. He probably can't do stand up. But I love. You need to calm down. You're a guest on this podcast, and I will blow this him. podcast over if you don't watch yourself. I love him so much. All right, that's probably a good way to transition away. Let's de-escalate everything right now. To uh, all right, guys. What we're still in a pandemic. We're still I love mostly him at home. so much. Yeah, I love him. So much. Um, I wish you guys could see him. His big old smile on his face, looking off to the distance. I love Will Ferrell so yeah. much. His eyes just turned into heart shapes. I own a T-shirt that says "More Cowbell." Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. With his face, and it's just, it's glorious. So, Phil, don't that's don't glorious. don't make us tell your wife the way that you talk about Phil Will Ferrell. Oh, she knows. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what what are you guys? Okay, fun stuff. Last thing before we sign off here, fun stuff. What are you guys doing to get through the pandemic? Spend time at home. Uh, I personally uh, found out. Uh, Shane, I talked about this last time. The uh, Walking Dead is going to finish up with an eleventh season. Uh, I found it, I, I got it all DVR'd. I haven't watched the 10th season. I don't know if you guys are following. I don't think I've seen that, that shit since like season four or five. I was right, say, but season like three ten- here. Yeah, but like the 10th season, I thought was over, but apparently COVID paused it. So like the the season finale, of the 10th season is gonna is gonna air October 4th or 3rd, some bullshit. Like it's all on my DVR. I thought it was over, but uh, they're gonna end that with a huge season 11. So everybody will have another chance to complain how shitty it's gotten. Um. Anybody watching Lovecraft Country? That's one shit. Next on my agenda, because I just I, I just slammed mainlined uh, the first two seasons of Doom Patrol, and that shit is fantastic. Um, I'm working on that. I'm working on Doom yeah, Patrol. Yeah, and then I, I think uh, yeah, Lovecraft Country is probably my next one, just because uh, I've I've been watching it. It's it's good. Um, I I can't get into all of the like extraneous social media culture around it. There's even a Lovecraft Country podcast. And oh, I just sure. don't want to, like, I just don't want to think that much about. I never yeah. fuck with that shows. shit. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> like I love, you know, like there's a lot of shows I fucking get into, but I don't get like I. One of the most annoying things to me that when it started is I, I bring this back to The Walking Dead. That goddamn Talking Dead. That's I don't give a shit uh, with any of that crap. That and it's just bad. out of there. It's just all spun out from there. And like I don't, I never did. Like I knew people that would um, listen to podcasts dissecting each at like the episode of fucking game of thrones is like an hour and change and it's like a two and a half hour podcast talking about it. i'm like jesus christ just watch the show like that's fine i i, I get it like i kind of got sucked up into some of that was lost when lost was still airing mm-hmm. um like when lost was I at its that. peak i can get behind that yeah too, like when yeah. lost was at its height and everybody's like this show is the shit like i got sucked up into that for a little bit but like even then you know i it was it just kind of peters out for me i guess i just can't stay that motivated yeah, I, I will. Um, I have no idea what that show is. Well, Never lost. heard of it. It's no, not yeah, lost. What, what that? Whatever that country, Love, whatever that is. Lovecraft Country is a. It's a. It's a. Um, it's a story about. Uh, oh God, I'd say it's nineteen fifties. Nineteen. It's a lot like a league of their own. Really, that's all. It's nineteen it fifties. Um. Well. Yeah. It's uh. Phil, are you are you familiar with H.P. Lovecraft? Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Well, it's 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 about uh, it's a lot of stories that involve um, uh, segre- segregationist and racist South in a, an area that was called Lovecraft Country, and it ties in a lot of like very occult and demonic things. Well, so, like, there's a, actually, I mean, Lovecraft Country is in Massachusetts, 
so like the opposite of the south. Oh no, but... I, I'm, yeah, it's, it, they, they've got to go to yeah, yeah, you're right. They got to go to Boston and Chicago, and they're all, you know, but um, they it's it's just it's a very kind of interesting story about you know the struggle of African Americans in that time period, and then you add in like archaic Lovecraftian demons and magic, and it just goes in ways you wouldn't think. So it's like you're 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 fighting the the, the protagonists are fighting both racism and like ancient Lovecraftian horror and sometimes they're the same thing and it's a good show. What and what is this on? Uh, HBO. HBO. Oh, no wonder. Damn yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, I got rid of it a couple years ago after uh actually I, was that last year that Thrones ended or was that 18? I we're on a timeline right a now that ago. Yeah. I just don't understand. Yeah. Well, maybe somebody will send you some some logins. It's okay. Oh, that'd be great. Um Yeah. Um uh the boys how are we on the boys? Everybody watching the boys? Mm-hmm. Have not yeah. seen it. Caught up. Uh, I think yeah. Well, it's because it's Fridays is when that's out. Yeah, yeah it's Fridays. Yeah, no, it's fun. I really, I enjoy it. It's um, it's not as rowdy fun as the season as the first season was, but I feel like it's about to pick up a little bit. I mean, it's still yeah. great the whole way through, but I've heard a lot yeah. about it. But well, uh, I mean, I love Ad- Adam and season. Phil like it's. It's uh, it's exactly what would happen if you let, um, like Nike control the Justice League. It's so bad. It's you know because you've got these these goddamn super powered beings that are on contract. You know okay. they've got they've got like they've got to hit their their marks and they got to do their movies, and then later when they you know obliterate a bus full of nuns, the company's like, oh, God, this oh, is a problem. Fuck. This is a problem. This is pure nightmare here. I've been watching uh. Ted Lasso on Apple TV. Very oh, funny. That is. Well, that's fine. It's, uh, and now I can't remember his name. Give me a second. Ted Lasso? Uh, no, Jason Sudeikis. As, oh, I've seen, I've seen a couple of those. Those are good. As yeah. a former American football coach goes to England to coach a Premier League soccer team on the verge of relegation. Yeah. And the comedy ensues, and it's uh, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. So Rachel, Rachel, oh, go ahead. No, you you go ahead. I was going to change the subject. Well, I, I, Rachel and I got into Brockmire, and I, yeah. I don't know how we missed that show, but Brockmire is a show about like this it's guy. So like, uh, it's so good. Basically, like transport. Like he's a baseball announcer, but he grew up acting like he was in the 50s for some fucking reason and now he's still acting like he's a 50s baseball announcer in the, in the 2000s and he's got that great voice he's like so uh everybody's gonna fucking do cocaine and have sex tonight hell yeah and it's like everybody's just like looking at him like what are you doing I'm drinking a you're bottle the of air. jack he's the like, whole time yeah yeah he's like you're on the air he's like well, i'm sure some of you people out there want to do cocaine and have sex too yeah oh it's so great i've watched a well, few episodes i've not watched a full season of that and it, i i I need to get back because it's it's pretty dang, it's pretty funny. Well, I, I thought I found my new quarantine show. Um, I started watching Cobra Kai the other day, and then I watched the whole oh. show in three days. So uh, now I got to find another. That's one. the problem. See, yeah. well, and I with Cobra Kai, I got to episode three, and I said, I know how this is going to end, and I'm done. I'm done with it. Wait a minute. Except you don't know how it's going to end. <sighs> You don't. I couldn't take it. You don't, Phil. I couldn't take it. Shay, have you watched this Cobra Kai It made me so mad. Of, of the Karate Kid? Uh, I mean, I know the premise. Um, I don't really, I don't know. It's just, it's never been on my radar or something I've really been like, Well, oh, you're boy. actually, I, Shay's actually, actually, Shay's 
Fucking older than Adam, yeah. so I don't know. I was going to say Shay's younger. Karate Kid was just it, ever but... a big thing for me when I was a kid. Yeah. Which is well, sad, because it... I feel like that was your wheelhouse. No. That's a, yeah, because that's 84, so... By the time that shit, by the, I, I'm, you know, so by the time I was old enough to remember it being a thing, I would have been on the like, yeah, karate's fine, but it's better when they're Ninja Turtles. You know what I'm saying? Like, or Power, well, I mean, or power Rangers. Yeah, or Power Rangers. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. Well, I mean, movies don't expire. Like, no, I mean, but I saw, that's what I'm saying. Like, like, I, I saw I'm the Karate like, Kid for the first time in like 2002. So, well, yeah, but <laughs> like, if you're going to have it be one of those like, like seminal things of your childhood. There's a fucking sweet oh, yeah. spot. You need to see that movie. Fair I mean, enough. I was, like, yeah. so I, was, like... I, I was born in 88 and I found karate kid to be just phenomenal. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That would be the sweet spot. So, yeah. yeah. Well, what I, I would say is that whether or not you're a fan of karate kid, like whether or not it was like the Zen Zen of your childhood, like it was a movie that we've all seen because it's been around forever. Yeah, I don't think I saw time. it until I was in my late twenties. Honestly, I don't. Yeah, yeah I mean was... it's it's mm. one of those. Yeah. You know. Okay. And um, I will have to say that when uh, Cobra Kai was released, it was released on that bullshit dumbass like YouTube. Rip. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And, and and everybody collectively said whatever, and um, I downloaded it from the interwebs and I watched it, and it is super fun because. Uh, Dan, you, you know, so you've got, uh, you got Johnny and you got Daniel and they've both grown up. It's like what, 20, 20 or 30 years after the, the, you know, I mean, it's present day. fight. Yeah, well, yeah, I, I believe it's 20, 2018 is the first season. Yeah. But they've grown into each other, you know? So you got Johnny is like grown into being the stand up guy and you got Danny LaRusso kind of being a dick and, it's so much fun to watch in which episode, which one will be the dick and which one will be the hero because it's not what you think. And then, uh, you know, you know, and then maybe, uh, the guy who started Cobra Kai comes back in a later season and that's a problem. And, and it's a lot of so, like, and you're right. It is a lot of like, who's going to be the dick this episode. Cause really you like you seeing from both their perspectives, it's like, they're both okay, but they both think the worst of each other. So it always looks right, like the other no. one's being a dick. <laughs> I totally disagree because, like, I, I again. You only made it to the third episode. Stand down. Three episodes in, and I'm like, <laughs> dude, we're we're back again. We're just we're back again, and I understand what Johnny's trying to do, but he's a raging alcoholic. What are we doing here? Hey, easy. Hey, you easy. you got to keep watching, man. You got to keep watching. <sighs> Phil, I'll make you this promise. I will make you this promise. You watch the other seven or so episodes in that season. I think you'll 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 like. Well, it. I, I do. One, and again, going back to the fact that it it debuted on on YouTube Red, and it's on Netflix now, that, now. now that Netflix has picked it up, I feel like the the Netflix shows that I've watched have been pretty good. So I maybe like see what are we in season three going into season four of this thing? No, it's uh, season three will be released at some point. Like later this year, okay. I think. Yeah, COVID got everything fucked so, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Justin, I will to to not spoil things for Phil. I do want to air my biggest complaint about season three, and that's that. And I think you'll know who I'm talking about. There is a character that serves absolutely no purpose, who shows up in season two and just never makes any sense. Yeah, you know, yeah. you know who I'm talking about. Yeah, very very much so. It, it was a weird aside, and um, funny that she's uh, actually also in the boys. Oh, you do know who I'm talking about. <laughs> yep. Boom. Boom. 
All right, guys. Uh, we've talked for two hours. I think we should wrap this up. I, I don't know about you guys, but I feel better at least saying this to the void than having to fuck with people on Facebook about how insane this is going to be for the next couple of weeks. Yes. Um, the two pitchers of beer also helps. It smooths, smooths off all the rough edges. Um, uh, Phil? See? Adam? Justin. Good to have you here. Glad to come on. Appreciate you guys coming on. It was fun. Hope you guys enjoy your time. I hope this doesn't ruin your careers like it will Shane. Most definitely. Well, one ha- one has Don't to have so. a career for it to be ruined. Yeah, there you go. Hey, Shake, I'm right with, yeah. with you. I can't wait till I get my first uh, uh, professor appointment. They're like, have you heard of the Woodcast? I'm like, nope. I don't no, know. no, I don't know who that is. <laughs> That's a different Justin is. Woods. Yeah, completely. I spell my name with a G. Yeah. <laughs> it's Justin. Um, There's an H in my last name, so it's not me. Right, yeah. yeah. Justin Woods. Um, so, yeah, Justin <laughs> Woods. Woods. Um, so, uh, like I say every podcast, we hope you guys enjoy listening to this. We enjoy the absolute shit doing it. Uh, not only do we get to shoot the shit about politics and things we care about and uh, dumbass shows we're watching, um, but yeah, you know, it's a way, at least during this, this pandemic for us, for me to talk to my uh, younger brother every now and then, and some, some of my uh, fraternity brothers and friends that I, have, I don't get to see a lot and I miss. So it's always fun. Um, you can find this podcast, should be able to find it anywhere you find your podcasts. Uh, Shay, I know I told you about this, but fucking Google Play is doing something weird with podcasts and I think they're just throwing it all into YouTube and I'm not too worried about it. No. But, yeah, we'll figure that out later. It's going to happen in December, I think. My understanding and, uh, is that si- Spotify is destroy- slowly destroying Google Play. <laughs> right? Yeah, I, I, I don't. They keep sending me emails from uh, is Google from Play. Google a thing? Play. Oh, still, yeah. I only recently yeah, still, canceled my Google Play subscription and switched over to Spotify like a couple months ago. Damn. Well, the emails I keep getting say that hey, all of your Google Play content will just be moved over to YouTube, and I'm like, oh, we already post these on YouTube, so I don't really care. But FYI, you should be able to find this podcast anywhere you find your podcasts. Uh, you know, SoundCloud, Google Play, iTunes, YouTube. And as always, you can shoot us a question, comment, or concern, uh, or just just want to swear a lot yep. at uh, um, at Twitter. It's at Woodscast seventeen seventy six. Facebook is also at Woodscast seventeen seventy six, and then the email is the Woodscast seventeen seventy six at gmail because we are on all the platforms. Alex Jones is not on, and he can suck it. Um, it's not that hard, Alex. Just don't be a fervent racist. Yeah. Um, all right, uh, Adam, uh, Phil, you got any closing remarks to say? Anything you want to... Parting words? Mitch McConnell's a steaming fucking turd. Good night. There you go. That's pretty good. I sent him a uh, an email because now that I'm a Kentucky resident, I am a constituent. And um, Hell yeah. I use some words that I, I feel like He's probably not going to read. Um, but you know what? The man's a fucking steaming pile of shit. He looks like a goddamn turtle, and I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of looking at his face. Sick of hearing him talk. Just over him. Over him. Well said. Well said. And Shay, you know what Captain Hydra says? Seize the means of protection. Seize him! Seize him good! <laughs>